You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. And we are live today coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Actually, just south of Minneapolis. We're down in Farmington. And this is show number 67 of the Cell Phone Junkie. You know, Joey, this is actually kind of a treat. You know, we haven't, you know, we've only done this once before. And that was, I think, the first time that I had you on. You were down in Arizona visiting. And uh, I've been up here for the last week. Obviously, that's why we didn't have the show last weekend. And, and this is pretty neat. We're here in, in the same room together. And, you know, so hopefully we'll be a little bit more in sync with what we're going through. And Yeah, that was like show number 30, I believe, if I remember correctly. It probably was about show number 30. And uh, so, yeah, we've, we've come a long way up to uh, 67 here now. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's actually a lot more than uh, than we can probably cover in the amount of time that we have. But we're gonna we're gonna go for it here. The the biggest stuff that that we've had recently uh, is the stuff about the iPhone. And um, even starting this week, we're gonna start off uh, by talking about the iPhone and what they've what's happened here. Uh, this past week, Steve Jobs came out and announced the eight gigabyte iPhone was going to have its price slashed from $599 down to $399. So a basically two thirds of the cost of the, of the phone itself. So we've gone from a phone that has been out of reach for many people down to, I mean, $400 is still kind of expensive, but at the same time, you're not able to buy some of the higher end phones. Um, I know the, the Blackberries are, um, the, the 8800 series are up around the three to $400 range and, and stuff like that. You know, is this, do you think this is going to be something that's going to, that's going to get more people to buy it? I know that's his thought. Oh, absolutely. This is a major change. Uh, that's a major price drop, really. I mean, that, and it puts it in line with a lot of other phones and even cheaper than a lot of other phones. So uh, it's pretty bizarre that they made that much of a drop this early on in the game of selling this brand new phone. That's a pretty hot item. But uh, I, I, I have a feeling this is more for market penetration than really for profitability's sake. So, Well, when you look at, you look at a phone that, um, that has really been probably the most hyped phone that we've seen in... in ever. Uh, yeah, ever. Uh, you know... $600 has been just out of the ballpark, I think, like, you know, like I said, for everybody. Um, for, those, for the people who have purchased the phone in the last 10 days, the interesting thing that they obviously they have the price match guarantee, I guess is what they call it, where you can get the $200 that you spent back from them. Uh, if you're over 10 days, though, you don't have too many options. However, Steve Jobs, I guess, got so many angry emails from people that he said, you know what, we're going to come out, we're going to give $100 store credit to anyone who's purchased an iPhone in the last two months. So not, not the $200, but when you think about it, prices drop all the time. Technology is constantly changing. There's not a whole lot that you, know, you really can do about that. People are just, you kind of have to deal with it. I mean, look at my, my favorite example that people have been talking about here is the Razer. That was over five hundred dollars when it first came out. Now you can get them for free. Yeah, free or fifty bucks, whatever. Yeah, I mean it's not. It, it's one of those things. It just happens. I mean, you're not. You're not going to find the the price of something like this stays the same forever. And I mean, look at probably six months to a year from now when they come out with the second gen model. It's yeah, this will make this first gen you know almost worthless. But it is. But it it is uh, really out of the ordinary to have a 
you know, a device that's only two months old have $200, you know, a third of its price slashed off. Just, it, it it's way too soon. I mean, I, I, I could imagine him cutting a hundred bucks off of it right before Christmas to, to bump the sales, not in September, not early September. I, it, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense why the, the timing and the, the, the large amount of money cut off of it. Well, I think the his his thought obviously was because of the holiday, and they you know they wanted to get the price down for people. But yeah, it's it's September, it's early September, and people aren't exactly buying you know Labor Day gifts at this point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they haven't turned that into a gift holiday Not yet. Well, hey, but if you're if if four hundred dollars is still a little bit too much for you, how about three fifty? You can pop over to the the Apple Store and pick up a refurbed uh, eight gig iPhone for. $350. So that's pretty nice if you're interested in uh, in doing that. Or if you don't even want to spend that much, hop on over to the uh, the Apple store and pick up a 4 gig while they last. Uh, that was the other part of this story was that the 4 gig was actually being discontinued. They do have... Oh, it is discontinued. I didn't read that. Uh, I didn't even hear that uh, news. Yeah, they are. This is completely going away. They basically have said, you know what? Everyone wants this 8 gig and, and we're selling so many more of them. Well, it didn't make any sense. From the very beginning, a $100 difference to get double the memory. It, it never made sense. Never. I, I, what were they... Th- I, I don't know what they were doing. And we talked about this a long time ago, even before they came out. What, what little sense that made. They, you know, they did, they did it with the iPod where they had, you know, the regular iPod and then they had, you know, the Nano or the Shuffle. But, I mean, it was it was a huge, you know, probably, you know, half the price of, you know, the, the, the bigger the bigger iPods and they didn't do it with the 4 gig. Anyway, so the point is, is that it's down to $300 now for this 4 gig. So if you're looking just to get yourself an iPhone and want to do it before before they go away, make, you know, hop on over to the Apple store, pick one up. Um, you can do so for three hundred bucks, so and of that's course, neat. and of course, if they're still in stock, I'd recommend a refurb for only fifty dollars more and get double the memory again. So there's still a little sense in getting point. this four gig <laughs> model. It just, it, it's, it. What a, what a. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, it's they're they're kind of just. I don't <laughs> I don't know. But oops. Yeah, that's a big oops. But you know what though, they they've got it down. I think to a to a level that that a lot of people are going to be able to afford. So we should be we should be good with that. Next year we've got a uh, an E911 story, and this is you know for the for the last couple of years the cell carriers have been required to bring people into compliance with E911 standards, which which allows for local uh, law enforcement agencies and EMS services to be able at, at 911 switchboards to track people's location based on a cell phone. So the f- uh, the federal government has now started to slap uh, some of the wireless carriers with fines, uh, including Sprint Nextel. The total is close to $3 million in fines, and this is basically for not getting people's phones equipped with the appropriate uh, technology required for the E911 service. And what, we, what we're seeing here is about 81% of the Sprint Nextel customers have the required handsets um, so there's still a, a that's Sprint Nextel. So there's still a large number of, of people that are that are without them. If you go uh, nationwide, though, the the percentage is actually uh, a little bit higher as far as with all the carriers. Um, Altel, they mentioned here in this story, has a, a rate of 84 uh, percent did reach the the target here. the The interesting quote here, and this is from uh, FCC Chairman Kevin Martin is that uh, they failed to meet the critical deadline by a significant margin, 
despite the very clear requirements uh, that the commission had uh, for the consumers. So they're they're kind of falling, you know, behind, I guess, with that. But you know, some of the comments that the carriers were saying is that you know people just didn't want to upgrade their phones. I mean, they, you know, there's a big push to get them to upgrade, but they. You know, they just didn't really want to do it. Yeah, and I certainly want to wouldn't want to upgrade my phone either. Uh, if I really don't care. Um, this the interesting thing about this E nine one one is that very very few uh, call centers are equipped to even deal with the data that comes from the cell carriers to do the location. I I had seen a story I don't know six seven months ago about it, and I think five percent of the population call centers can actually utilize that data so the huge push for the cell carriers it, it's kind of for you know it's kind of for nothing I, it it's really weird i don't know why they didn't require the uh call center the 911 centers to be up to the same kind of uh percentage i mean that's yeah that's i mean if they're not doing it then why do these carriers have to care you know yeah. if it's not giving them the you know any sort of advantage at this point but anyway, th- I think this will be this will be a continual saga as they go on with fines and stuff like that with just people that are, you know, as they're not getting, you know, their phones upgraded. So we'll see what happens with that. Next here, Metro PCS is taking over Leap Wireless. Uh, Leap is the company that owns Cricket Communications, which has low cost, uh, unlimited plans in many parts of the country. The Sale will be about five billion dollars worth of worth of stock um, that Metro PCS will be picking up on Leap Wireless. Probably not going to see a lot of changes here until all the appropriate approvals go through. But something that the consumers will probably see will be advanced uh, phone options. I would have to guess if Metro PCS is going to bring in there some of the options that they have. The you know Metro is is not exactly a, a large carrier. They've only got. Uh, you know, they, they only have offerings in certain parts of the country as well. So we're talking about very small carriers. Some of you probably not even heard of these uh, people in the past. But, you know, they're, uh, it, it's, it's something, you know, to see, see these smaller carriers. I mean, this is kind of what we're seeing in, in the entire industry with, with all the, the combinations of people. You know, you've got AT&T and, you know, Singular and Sprint Nextel and all those. And, you know, the small guys get into it as well. Yeah, we'll constantly see this market consolidation here. I mean, because the next T-Mobile will scoop up Metro PCS or, or, you know, or Sprint will or something like that. Or Verizon will probably take them over because they've been on a buying spree as of late. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't even know where Metro PCS even is uh, located at. Um, oh, Texas and California? Texas and California. Oh, okay. Yeah, not much. Um, you know, and they, I think, I think they'll just have, we'll have a lot of, We'll have a lot of people looking at them to, you know, what they're going to do for the customers of Leap and, and whatnot. But other than that, probably not a whole lot. Next, AT&T for $5 a month is offering a parental control service. This is a great way for those of you who have kids that have cell phones to limit the number of calls or the, the types of calls or to the numbers uh, that your children are calling to. Also, where they're sending their text messages. The the limits are very, very uh very open as far as what you can do. You can set uh, times of day. Uh, you can set days of week. You can set uh, set the number of minutes. And like I said, it's it's very it's very customizable. So if you're interested in in getting your one of your your kids or maybe just someone else that's that's on your plan on a on a more restrictive uh, basis, you know, and I could even see this for I guess the enterprise if you're looking to have the the numbers that people are calling uh, be restricted. I know that's 
not a big priority for a lot of people, but I guess it could be. Um, certain number, certain types of numbers uh, can also be restricted, such as uh, numbers that would be international or even uh, toll numbers. So they've got they've got some great stuff that they're allowing you to do, and um, it's all web based, and you can go on and you can you can set everything through there. So kudos to AT&T for setting that one up. Yeah, and if you have an iPhone, uh, it, it works with that partially. It, the uh, browser limitations don't work on Safari, so that's one thing where you won't get the filtering that you will get on other handsets. Right. Well, how about the, uh, how about the good old, uh, I don't know, what was that Palm device called? Oh, that Palm Folio. The that, Folio. The, the, the Flopolio. The, flop -olio. <laughs> the, the $500 internet or, uh, email only device. Let's see. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like almost as big as a laptop. It does nothing um, besides email, which, of course, as Mickey pointed out, it doesn't even have its own connection. You have to find a connection for it. And it costs you $500. And um, Palm, yet again, is doing the... the the, the most ridiculous, dumb maneuvers I, I could ever imagine on releasing and announcing devices. And again, uh, well, of course, the smartest thing they've done, of course, is announced they're canceling this worthless piece of junk uh, that which should have been priced at about 50 bucks, I think. <laughs> yeah, for what it did, absolutely. Yeah, and, um, you know, sorry, Palm, you used to be good. What happened? We, I know we've talked about this over and over again because it, it, it's so disappointing that you took your huge lead in the PDA front and then you had the, the, the jump on the smartphone industry way back when you released the uh, Samsung, what, i300 integrated device, the first of its kind, and you just sat on it. You never bothered to push it, market it, you know, enhance it, until you got the trios, which, of course, by that time, there was a lot of other competition, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it just it went into nowhere, this... You know, this device was was some, I, a lot of people thought it was was gonna go nowhere, and apparently you guys did too. I guess the you know the 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 silver lining of this cloud is that you were able to pull it off the market before it was to get out there, so you can refocus your efforts on certain things. But I just you know I <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I I just don't know smartphones. Come on. Yeah. You know that's where it's been at for a really long time. And what I, are you I, doing? I don't know that the Centro, the Gandalf, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the answer. I think it's going to have to be a little bit more um, enterprise-ish. That, that's not going to cut it. So the trio is at the end of its life. Definitely. So, Well, some good news for the, uh, the seniors out there. If you're interested in picking up a Verizon phone, but the plan offerings that they have are not exactly fitting with what you want to do, they now have a... A senior citizen plan, and it's called the America's Choice 65 Plus. It's $30 a month. You get 200 anytime minutes, 500 night and weekend, unlimited mobile to mobile, and that's it. Now, it does require an age verification process, so you cannot be under the age of 65. And basically, the only advantage that it has over the other Verizon plans is that it's $10 cheaper than anything else that they offer. However, for the same amount of money on T-Mobile, you can get 300 minutes and unlimited nights and weekends. Uh, and Sprint already offers the 200 minutes for 30 bucks. So why is this only available for people over 65? It makes, you know, I guess it makes it gives them an incentive to sign up with Verizon, but at the same time, it's not exactly new or, you know, that. It, it's not it's not a good price point for the number of minutes or anything like that. No, it's terrible and. Uh, I guess if you're in an area where you could only get Verizon service and you have to be 65 or older, okay, great deal, I guess. You, you save a little money. But 
I, I of course, would recommend a Virgin Mobile plan. Pay as you go. Uh, long before I'd ever recommend spending $30 a month for minutes that you may not use, that you just throw away that money every single month. And uh, whereas pay as you go, even though you have to, it works out to be with Virgin Mobile about twelve fifty a month that you have to pay, you're banking those minutes and then they, they last until you need them. Um, so it's still way cheaper per month minimum. And I think for that much money, you almost get about that much minutes with uh, Virgin Mobile anyway. So, uh, you know, if you, uh, we can't really recommend this plan. No, I, I wouldn't. Re- well, you know, here's the thing, though. If you're over 65 and like Joey says, if you're in an area that that requires you to have Verizon, you know, it became very apparent this this weekend how how happy I was that I or not this weekend, but this past week, how happy I was that I had Verizon. Um, I was in an area where it was, um, you know, very rural, and Verizon worked very, very well. Uh, AT&T and their GSM network did not work hardly at all. Um, but at the same time, it was, you know, it, it, I was able to do data. I was able to do voice. So Verizon does have some definite advantages in some places. Now, uh, the mobile-to-mobile is also a good one, I guess, if your family or whatnot is on. Exactly. You know? I mean, if you do have, uh, if everybody you know is on Verizon and your family's on Verizon, you can save uh, a pretty decent amount if you talk to them a lot uh, because it because this plan does include unlimited mobile to mobile right well the nfl refs are going to be carrying sprint devices this year and uh, sprint is the official mobile provider of the nfl and so they i guess have decided that the refs need to have real-time weather updates and so they're outfitting them with quote-unquote wireless devices uh probably some sort of I would guess just basic Sanyo or Samsung phone, if I had to guess, preloaded with a weather bug uh, driven application that will alert them of severe weather during games. Now, for those of you who are football fans out there, what I mean, you all understand, you know, it's football is football. You play in the snow, you play in the rain, you play in, I, you know, pretty much anything. So lightning, tornadoes, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> severe weather. You don't want to be hit by hail, I guess. I yeah, but it's just, it's kind of funny. They, you know, for how many years, 100 years, they've been playing football and haven't had any problems with it. But now, I, it's, I think it's more of a marketing thing than anything that we're going to see probably some different uh, commercials now that well, are going to. Yeah, the phones will probably be painted bright yellow with big sprint logos on the back of them so you can't miss them hanging on the, the refs. It, yeah, it's all marketing. Yeah. So they, they, they can look up and see the, uh, the lightning. And plus, I, I would imagine stadiums have lightning detectors. Because you're not going to get that over a data service anyway about lightning strikes nearby. It'll be like golf courses where they have their lightning detectors to safely get uh, people off the fields and, and off the greens. Yep. Well, tomorrow is the opening day for the NFL season, so maybe we'll see some sprint phones out there on the field. Next here, T-Mobile, the old get more plans that they've had for years and years are finally going away. I guess this is another just a rebranding of their their plans. And so now instead of having the get more whatever and the get more whoever, I don't remember what they were called. But anyway, they're switching to just the individual basic value promo and plus plans. Uh, and essentially not much changes. Your 40 bucks still gets you your 600 minutes with unlimited nights and weekends or 1,000 minutes with no night and weekend. And then for 50 bucks, you can get 1,000 minutes uh, with unlimited nights and weekends. So T-Mobile's still sticking with their good old plans that have a bazillion minutes with them and still the best. Yeah, they're highly recommended for their customer service and customer satisfaction. So I, one thing about these you know, names, they uh, make these plans, they're, they're just bizarre. 
Sprint has these weird names for plans. Verizon has these family choice, American choice, something, blah, blah, choice. Just just say minutes and or group them into some sort of, you know, recognizable categories. Come on. Yeah, the $40 for 400 minutes plan. Hey, hey how about that? Simple. <laughs> Come on. Well, hey, uh, Chris over at Mobility Today is one of their new moderators, and, and I uh, was going back and forth with Chris, and he put up a great post over on the site this past week, and this is talking about the, the various providers uh, over in the UK. He's based out of uh, somewhere somewhere in Britain. I don't know the exact city, but anyway, he put together um, just a brief overview, and I just wanted to mention real quick, these are the six main networks that are available in the UK uh, for those of you in the UK, you already know about these. For those of you in the US, you may not uh, be real interested in these, but <laughs> just some information uh, to, to have there. Uh, T-Mobile uh, is part of the T-Mobile International, one of the biggest uh, providers in the Deutsche Telekom group. Vodafone is a large telecommunications company, and they uh, started back in January of 1985 with the UK's first mobile call to launch um, in the mobile industry. O2 is the leading provider of mobile communications. They are 100% uh, in the UK. Uh, Orange is uh, one of the, the, let's see, what is there? The famous commercial tagline, uh, more than a catchy slogan, the future is bright, the future is orange. Uh, Virgin Mobile UK, uh, part of the part of the Virgin Empire uh, that that's over there, one of the fastest growing mobile startups in the UK when they reached one million users in 2000. Um, the overall uh, summary of of the story here that uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can read that. Um, the the data um, is a major problem in the UK and it's the main reason. So few people use mobile technology on a regular basis. Um, it's only the tech savvy who use it, and those who can work their way around the expensive plans and get a package uh, is probably the easiest. So those are those just a little bit of an overview there of the UK providers. Thank you, Chris, for providing that for us. Um, pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I know uh, a few of these are getting the uh, iPhone, depending on what country you're in. So it's... Uh I think it is it uh, is it O two? I think it yeah, may have been O two yeah. for the UK. Yeah, and then I think it was T Mobile in one of the other countries. Actually, you know what we missed? We missed three. Uh, formerly Hutchinson three G. Oh, yeah. Kind of glanced over that one. Well, it's pretty small name. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. number three. Number three. Uh, next story here: AT and T uh, onto the devices. AT and T picked up a couple of Sony Ericsson. Uh, devices. Uh, I know, uh, Joey, you're a big fan of these. Why don't you talk a little bit about this one? Yeah, the uh, Sony Ericsson phones are are very nice. They're they're stable, solid. I, I would that could be one of my next phones, actually. Uh, but we'll talk about more uh, later. So, uh, AT&T is getting a Sony Ericsson W580, and that would be a Walkman-style phone. Um, usually, those include FM radios and a lot of MP3 playing features. Um, they also usually have memory sticks to upgrade their memory so you can play a bunch of songs on there. Um, they're also getting a, uh, a Z310A, which is a lower, ha- uh, lower end handset in a flip phone design. Uh, they have cameras, uh, internal memory, a bunch of colors, you know, kind of the usual. Yeah, very nice. Not, uh, looks like not a whole lot of, of, uh, other details yet on these, but I'm guessing that we're going to see these probably out, um, 
very soon. Yeah, it doesn't say when, but uh, they're very cheap. The, the, the Walkman one's only going to be 80 bucks with contract, and the other one will be free. So Yeah, that's great. Well, the HP fans have waited and waited and waited since the 6900 uh, iPack Mobile Messenger series was out, and they have officially released now the two new units that are going to take over uh, their enterprise for for the phone editions. And the first one is the HP iPack 610 Business Navigator quad band mobile device with HSDPA. Finally, they're getting into the 3G market. That that 6900 when it came out last year should have been 3G, and it wasn't. I know that bummed out a lot of people. Uh, it's got assisted GPS with integrated Google Maps. Windows Mobile 6 Professional Edition has obviously Bluetooth, uh, Wi-Fi, and uh, 256 megs of flash ROM, 128 of the RAM, and a 3 megapixel camera. So they've upped the camera a little bit. So that's pretty nice. The uh, the 610 is a very voice centric focus. Um, it's got the voice command in it. It does have a, a nice screen, the 2.8 inch screen, and uh, t- it's also obviously a touch screen. This is a full uh, full Windows Mobile 6 um, operating system on this baby. So should be a September release for about $600. The HP iPack 910 is uh, a basically successor to the 6900 series. It does have a full QWERTY keyboard on it, uh, push email capabilities, and... Um, 2.4-inch uh, screen. Many of the um, other features on it are very similar to what we saw with the other uh, the, with the other iPack, uh, with the HSDPA, assisted GPS, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, 3-megapixel camera, and stuff like that. Um, they didn't release pricing on that one, but we should probably see it hopefully late uh, Q4 here. No carrier announcements on this one yet. Kind of like the 6900, it was... Hopefully, we'll get picked up by somebody. I know AT and T had the uh, had the sixty five hundred, but never no one ever got the sixty nine hundred. I just I don't think it was a a good enough leap for anybody. So, some neat devices there. Uh, and then last but not least, here on the on the side of the providers, AT and T is now offering or the devices I should say AT and T now are offering the Motorola Razor two. Uh, we talked about Verizon and Sprint getting it over the last few weeks, and now AT and T will have it. Um, now I hope. If you pick up this phone, you're getting it on a new contract <laughs> because the out-of-contract price, $750. And that will be the only time you'll hear us say, we hope you get a contract. Who would pay $750? I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, it's a nice phone. I mean, it's quad-band phone, and, you know, it's, it's you know, 3G and, you know, the whole thing, but... I'd, sev- hope, I'd hope it'd come unlocked for that price. Holy cow. So $750, you get it uh, through the web with a new two-year contract. You get $450 off. So... That is that is just an absurd subsidy. I mean, that's that's the you know, so it's down to three hundred dollars, which I still think is a little high for this phone. I think it should have been probably a hundred dollars less, but you know, when they're talking about a base price of seven hundred and fifty dollars, that's well, yeah. Now with that iPhone being uh, plummeted in price, this is going to be going to be a tough sell for a lot of people because this one's kind of touted as a you know a, a music playing phone with kind of some easier to use features so they'll be they'll be hard pressed to sell some of these i think yeah and i i think we'll at some point we'll see people you know or see the providers bringing the price down from 300 on this like we did with the first razor but at this point yeah that's going to be i think that's that's too much tough sell yep uh, BlackBerry Internet Service, the B- the Biz uh, 2.4 is going to be coming out soon, and uh, this was a, a post over at Boy Genius Report, and I just wanted to touch on it because I do use the Biz, and and so I follow this kind of kind of stuff. 
Um, the new version um, above the 2.3, what it's going to have is support for wave file attachments. So for the non-BEZ corporate users who want to get their messaging uh, sent to them uh, through email are now going to be able to do a lot with uh, or have a lot better support for the wave format. Uh, some other small enhancement includes wireless meeting request um, uh, support, uh, read and delivery receipt. Um, I guess processing would be the best way to put that. V-card attachments, which will be real nice if you have people uh, who you like who send V-cards, you can just save them right from your email. Um, also, message message status reconciliation for Biz, uh, Yahoo, and sub third party email account reconciliation as well. So that'll be great. I do use the Biz for. Uh, ex an exchange account for a Yahoo, multiple Gmail, a Hotmail. So as they continually update this this biz service, it's nice to see that they're adding stuff on. So give give me the brief rundown of what the BIS service is again. Well, what it basically what it is is the it's the uh, the availability of the BlackBerry push email service by using the the internet. Um, protocols. So for example, in the exchange service that I have, it pulls my exchange account every 15 minutes, pulls the email from that and pushes it out to my phone. Um, and, and the reason you have this is because you don't have a BlackBerry Enterprise server available to you. Correct. Yes. I'm not able to get on it through through my, uh, my corporate email. Now, uh, through Gmail and Yahoo, the, the processing of emails is very, very fast and it works very, very um, efficiently. You're able to not only send and receive emails directly um, through the device almost instantaneously, but the wireless reconciliation works extremely well. Um, both Gmail and Yahoo have done a real good job with that. So that's kind of why I, I use that service. Um, yeah, that and I don't have a Bez. Yep. So. Uh, next here, HTC, uh, the S620, which is the... Uh, the OEM version of the the Dash, the T-Mobile Dash, um, has now released the Windows Mobile 6 update. So if you've got an S620 unbranded um, HTC phone, you can pick up Windows Mobile 6. Got a link here for you. It's going to basically do almost the identical upgrade to the device as what happened with the T-Mobile Dash. So not, uh, not a whole lot there other than to say that it is available now. Questions and comments here. Now, John has got the first comment, and Joey, I love John for setting this in. Now, before, before you respond, <laughs> I'm going to read it so everyone kind of knows what we're, what we're talking about here. Uh, John says, since Palm isn't likely to release a garnet-laden flip-style uh, flip smartphone with EVDO anytime in the foreseeable future, what is Joey going to do? Mickey, since you're going to record with him in Minnesota, please take him to the Sprint store, would you? The BlackBerry 8830 with GPS enabled seems like a pretty good choice based on your experience with it, with it so far. Speaking of Garnett, why is Joey actually not carrying the Trio 755P? Is he just that attached to the flip form factor of his Samsung i500? Uh, what about the move to the GSM frequencies or say a Symbian S60 flip like the Nokia N75. Joey is clearly a cell phone junkie living vicariously through the experiences of his coworkers and co-junkies <laughs> and his purchasing discipline is scary strong. I say the time has come for him to exercise his device lust and counting and I'm counting on you to make it happen, Mickey. By the way, you guys have great chemistry and I greatly look forward to your shared commentary each week. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, okay, so I just finished listening to show 65 where Joey discloses his lurking desire for Sprint's flavor of the Razor 2. I've read a couple of kind of bad reviews on the non-phone 
own features uh, through this, so that, that may not be one. Regardless, he's definitely in the red zone. Mickey, you need to push him over the goal line to make <laughs> some sort of purchase that forces him to finally part with Palm OS 4. All right, Joey, what do you got to say about that? Okay, well, I, you know, I kind of agree with you on many fronts. Um, I am, however, completely attached to the flip style. And as you probably know, there's basically nothing available in the flip style phones. Um, we talked about a singular one that's uh, Windows Mobile 5 smartphone edition that's got a little teeny screen that's got horrible reviews. So that guy is out. Um... Hmm. What else is there? <laughs> uh, what about a BlackBerry? Uh, BlackBerry, that's not a flip style phone. I, I do agree, though, that the 8830 is a very nice device. Uh, that would be a tempting one for me to get. Um, I would be tempted with a Q. Um, I just don't see the features uh, they're not worth upgrading for. I, I have to admit, it's the, 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 the Palm OS 4, I'm actually very familiar with it. I've got I've got over 10 years of now running Palm OS 4. And, you know, it does everything I really need it to do. I've got a separate MP3 player, so I really don't care about media playing functionality on the on the device. I uh, don't use data that much out of out of uh, off my phone. So using the, 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 the slow modem speed when I tether it occasionally is okay with me. So I don't have a major desire to upgrade to a you know a faster data. And for that reason alone, I, you know, and I'm extremely happy with the call quality, which is what I really want a phone for. And, you know, it syncs up handy. And I, everything works great on it. What, uh, what, what is my motivation to upgrade? I mean, that's what I have to ask. And, and I don't, there's, there's no real reason to. Well, and not to mention the, the plan that you have right now is something that I know you don't want to get rid of. No, and, and I could upgrade to a different device on Sprint and keep that plan, but I, there's no phones that Sprint offers that uh, anything close to what I want. And uh, speaking of, in your question, you did mention the i550. Um, a few of those did get into the wild because Sprint never decided to pick those up, even though Samsung developed it. And that was a spectacular upgrade to the i500, including Bluetooth and a mic and some uh, multimedia capability. I think it was Palm OS 5, and it had uh, a bunch of other good features. External display on there, which I do miss that uh, big time. Um, I put a up to a $700 bid on one that came up on eBay, and it ended up going for around thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars for this particular device because it is such mm-hmm. a high, it, it it was such a high in demand device. Um, that alone should tell you that maybe they should release one. Uh, maybe not not Palm now, but um, I tried. I tried to upgrade, and it didn't work for me. But I do agree with the 8830. I like that one, but I don't want something I can't stick in my pocket because I, the clamshell is where it's at. I, I don't want to have this big holster hanging on the side of my belt. I just don't like it. And unfortunately, we didn't have time to go to a Sprint store, so I couldn't even strong arm in, into getting a new phone. We went and got coffee. but And I'd probably be buying something used off eBay anyways. I, I'm, I'm not a cheapskate, but when it comes to these phones and contracts, I, I just it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Um, I, and I really like my phone. I, well, and and you've got two of them too. I think we mentioned that before. You do have a spare, a spare. Yeah. <laughs> so the i five hundred is kind of in Joey's life for a while. I think I don't know when when we'll get him to see him give one of the, give that up. But. I don't know. I've, I'm I'm not happy with the, uh, the the current Windows Mobile and BlackBerry is you know real tempting, but the devices are too big to me uh, really, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, no flip. 
there's no flips. And uh, in that case, I don't know. It just it doesn't interest me yet. Yeah, there's you, you do have a good uh, a good mix of features in what you have right now. It's just too bad they don't have the the EVDO. You know, if you could keep the the same, what are you paying for data? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Ten bucks for EVDO would be fantastic on that plan, but. And I think if I was a sprint to, to get EVDO, I have to spend twenty to fifteen dollars a month or twenty five dollars. So I, I, I would have to pay extra actually to upgrade to EVDO. Yeah. Well, we will uh, we'll keep pushing Joey here. Hopefully, they'll get some. You know, we'll get some more devices that'll come out soon, so he'll have something else to, you know, to lust over. I guess. I know. I know. And and it's hard to admit I've, I'm going this long with this particular phone, but I, you know, I, what can you do? It, you, you, you know, if there's anything else you can recommend, uh, I, there's just not much out there. I guess I, uh, you know, I just look at, I look at all the phones that I've kind of gone through. And quite honestly, it's kind of fun to try different devices, but I haven't really obviously found anything that's been real good. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say they're all good. They're just not great. You know, they don't fit, they don't fit every one of my needs perfectly. There's always a... There's always something that I'm compromising when I'm when I'm looking at them, and I know you do. You have a lot of the. You've used Palm for so long. You've got a lot of software, you know, invested and stuff. I've got like a that. ton of them, and I lo- I love using you know because it's got the full touch screen. Um, it's got the full graffiti area. I love to be able to edit my Word documents and Excel documents on the fly on the thing, and it it, it, it it's got everything. It's everything I need. What it, about the 755, the Trio 755? Besides, uh, no flip. Well. Then why upgrade? What's the difference? I've read, you know, we, as we talked about last time, Palm, you know, the Palm OS 5 isn't that great. And what would I be getting? Uh, some multimedia capability and a, and a thumb board. I guess I'm pretty, I'm, I'm proficient enough with graffiti now after all these years that that would give me a very little advantage to, you know, entering data a little faster. And then I'd have to keep this thing on my side where I've been used to a cell phone in my pocket for what, 10, 11 years now. It, that's not a worthwhile upgrade to me. And then I have to pay you how many hundreds of dollars for the thing. So still, I, you know, I don't see the, uh, I don't see the advantage in that. Well, because you can. Well, and, and <laughs> I guess on the other side of thing, iPhone is uh, tempting because that is a very durable screen. I could keep that in my pocket without damaging that, that phone. And it is small enough to keep in your pocket, isn't it, Mickey? Oh, yeah. I uh, haven't actually held one, but that, mm-hmm. w- that would be tempting. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of... Uh, iPods, um, just because they're kind of limited. I, I would really prefer to have an FM radio, just because sometimes I listen to NPR. And, uh, you know, I, iTunes, I don't know. Yeah. I, I understand. I definitely do. At, at a $350 price point now, though, it's, it's just pulling at me. I may just have to buy one. I don't know. We're talking <laughs> about you. I'm trying to get you to buy a new phone. Come on. I, I know, and I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm convincing Mickey to buy one now. See? How does, that, how does that work? I don't know how that works. Anyway, thanks for writing in, John. Next here are some, some comments here from Harry. He says, All eyes turn now towards Redmond, Washington. The wait for the next Windows mobile phone begins. Oh, don't hold your breath. Yeah, no kidding. Ryan Block and Peter Rojas from Engadget mentioned it once and never again. It will be interesting to see. Will Palm release their new platform first, or will Microsoft? Palm. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about their new platform for the past seven years. Yeah. Um, where is it? Forget Palm. Yeah, or will it be Microsoft? Um, and by that It'll time, be Microsoft before that. Absolutely. And by that time, well, Apple might have a second kicker. Uh, for the iPhone ready to rock and roll and rim while the customers clamor for something more modern. Will rim listen? No. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, uh, where is Nokia and Symbian in North America? Zilch. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. So Rim, they're uh, they've got you've got to hand it to them. They've they've kept their focus and they've kept what they're good at and they've kept on track. And because of that, they've they've kept very good market penetration. And if they were you know, jumping on the bandwagon saying we need to add media, we need to add goofball TV things and, and all this garbage that they spend tons of money developing that none of their customers actually use or want or could give a, you know, you know, they spend five cents for. Look where they're at. I mean, they're still pushing along big time, even with the major competition from, you know, I guess iPhone a little bit right now, but that that's tiny. That may be coming more in the future, but you know, Windows Mobile has a lot of penetration as of late with all the HTC devices in the past uh, two years that have come out. But they're 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 holding strong and holding the line, which it's it's good they're doing that because that that'll actually they'll stay in business doing that. But Windows Mobile, it'll be a long time before we see another version of Windows Mobile, and again, it'll probably be a very minor upgrade because the change between Windows Mobile Five and Windows Mobile Six very tiny. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Palm, and what's Palm going to do? I think they're going to be completely focused on their Windows Mobile-based devices for a long time. Um, they're just, they're not, nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's happening. They've been talking about their Linux-based OS for so many years, and they've talked about this other the other company that bought out the OS portion, I think it was called Access. That's developed nothing it's just dead in the water. I mean, they're just sinking. And, uh, you know, Palm OS 4 was uh, stable, whereas 5, they just band-aided on a bunch of multimedia junk to make it somewhat desirable. Uh, you know, uh, it, that's it. It's the end of the line. Yeah, that I don't foresee anything really breaking through here, basically besides the iPhone, because that is a brand-new OS that's uh, new and improved. Yeah, there's. it's kind of like the... You know what's been what, when you look at the computer operating system world, and you know the the incremental upgrades that we're getting. I mean, there's just nothing nothing that's innovative. You know that's really you know pushing out there. You know except when you know OS X came out. Um, you know on the Mac side, I mean that was that was huge. That was huge, especially with the transition to the Intel platform. Uh, mm-hmm. It made a lot of new things possible for the Mac platform. Whereas you know the PCs, they're still maintaining. Uh, you know the old, uh, you know Intel chipset, the instruction set. They're maintaining backwards, you know, cap- uh, compatibility between. You can still run Windows 3.1 apps if you want. Uh, you know, Apple did a really risky thing, and basically saying anything you know that ran prior to OS 9 was just you can't do it anymore. They just cut it off. And Microsoft really should have done that with Vista. Started with a fresh slate get rid of all of the old code, which they said they did, which obviously they didn't because, you know, the they, vulnerabilities are still creeping up that are crossed the line all the way back to Windows 3.1 that are still in Vista, so they basically flat out lied about what they were doing there. But start over. iPhone, start fresh. That's a fresh thing. You know, Symbian was fresh, but that's already, I don't know, how many years old is that now? Yeah. They, I mean, that's got to be 10 years old now. Yeah, they've been just kind of doing upgrades with that, but, you know, it's going to be... You know, I can. It's funny. You, you got me thinking about what they did with the Intel Max, and um, can you imagine with with another upgrade of the iPhone to get it with the the type of of power that would allow it to run some sort of virtual boot camp type application on the iPhone to run Windows Mobile or to run like a BlackBerry 
uh, type connect service. You well, know? we're seeing the BlackBerry one coming out for Windows Mobile and Palm OS, right? Yes. So we're going to be on that, uh, and I'm sure they're working with Apple on that one. Oh, you have to imagine because other, otherwise they're gonna they're gonna not see that that side of the market share that they're gonna want. I mean, they're talking about a million phones getting pushed here uh, in the first three months. Um, by the end of September, they're talking about their millionth unit. And yeah, they're gonna continue to grow, and we're probably going to see them get to ten million units in the first eighteen months. I I think they'll probably do that, especially with the lower price point. But they're not gonna get into that big chunk of market share unless they can do something that allows for enterprise usage. Mm-hmm. So. Next, uh, actually, next uh, question here comes from Jesse, and it's a voicemail. Hi, guys. This is Jesse from South Carolina, and I was just calling because I have a very old Toshiba CDM 9950ST for Sprint, and I was just trying to figure out, is there a way that I could mod it or make it where I could use it on a Hotel? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, love the show. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Jesse. So you've got an old AudioVox CDM9950, which uh, also is very similar to the Toshiba VM4050. Anyway, that's a Sprint phone, and, and the the thought of uh, using it to with an Altel service plan or with Altel service, this is what we kind of say with everyone who's looking at doing this with a CDMA phone. It's very, very difficult to get the provider. So it would be very difficult to get Altel to activate that phone on their network because it doesn't have uh, the correct, um, or it doesn't have the, is it the MSN? Yeah, they, Altel won't have that MSN, that serial number in their database, and they just won't activate it because it's not one of their phones. It, technically, it is possible that you'd have to redo the PRL on it um, uh, and get that uploaded to it. So you'd actually need somebody technical within their in within within Altel to activate this for you basically you need to know somebody who could do this for you so basically it's kind of a a, a no yeah if if you're if you've got someone who works directly in Altel that's i guess on the technical side yeah it is possible we're not saying it isn't um because the technology is in the phone but is it really plausible is it worth it is it worth it yeah i mean it's just you know you could you could go pick up a phone that's very similar uh, to this one off of eBay for, oh, I don't know, when was this phone? I mean, this was a discontinued phone from, you know, a couple of years ago. And this, I would say, is you could probably pick up one for under 50 bucks. I mean, it's... Eh. Yeah, maybe go to eBay and buy one. That's an Altel branded phone. Yeah, but basically the answer is eh, no. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's that. there's not a real good way to do it, at least not something that's that's mainstream that people would be able to do, so... Well, that's it. That's uh, show number sixty-seven. You know, this is this has been fun. It's uh, it's been a good week for me. It's been nice to be away from from the the hustle and bustle of the work world and and to get up here and spend some time with family. It was uh, it's been a been a fun week to see friends and family and and obviously you, Joey. This has been great to be able to do this show together. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to to get back. And um, I know next weekend you've got. Um, You've got something. You're out of town, correct? Mm-hmm. So maybe we can do something either uh, earlier the following week, Thursday or Friday, maybe before I leave next weekend, or maybe shortly after I get back on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. 
And then uh, the following week, uh, we'll have to probably do the same. And then the following week, we'll probably have to do the same as well. So Yeah, it's, you know, the, the busyness of, of being ha- having so much stuff going on in our lives. And we just, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you all for being flexible in the times that we can record because we love getting these shows out. So if you have any questions or comments for us that you'd like to send in, go ahead and give us a call at 602-903-4116 or shoot us an email at thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com. And we'll get you on one of the next shows. So thank you very much, Joey, for being on. Until next week, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening.